This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. All right, good morning. Good to see you. Bless you. Delighted to have you here. If you're watching by live stream, we're glad you're with us. Also, if you need a Bible, if you get your hands up real high, our ushers will put the Word of God in your hand. We will begin here in the book of John, chapter 14. So once you get your Bible, you can go there. Again, we're talking here about prayer and fasting. And again, Shelly highlighted some things that we've had some breakthroughs in our own life. But one little testimony she didn't tell you, again, if you need a Bible, get your hand up real high, was last Sunday. I wasn't aware of this until after the service, but I, I got home and she said that, I see you there, Bernadette. Raise your hand, Bernadette. Just raise your hand real high. I just want them to know this is the truth. So Bernadette's walking. I didn't know this till I got home, Bernadette. And she said, what's happened to Pastor? And Shelly said, well, what do you mean? And she said, he looks 20 years younger. And she said, well, all he's doing is fasting. And so I thought, hey, there's a little more to this fasting than I've ever seen before. I, I may need to do this more than once a year. So, you know, again, if I look 20 years younger, th- thank you, Bernadette. You made my day that day saying that. So again, just another blessing that the fast will do. No, not really. Maybe. Well, we go to John chapter 14, and part of today, I I want us to see that sometimes we can get in these spiritual ruts. Sometimes we can do these heartless routines toward God, where it's like, we just go through the motions. It's about my agenda. Anybody ever been like that before? Yeah, we've been like that. And it's interesting, the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 17, he said, there are certain things that break loose in the spirit realm only by prayer and fasting. And so you're going to see that this morning, that the word of God will end up back in the book of Daniel. But the spirit realm is so active. And a lot of times what's going on in the spirit realm is reflecting of our lives to the degree even of the way I pray and the way I fast. So we start here in John 14, verse 12, the Lord Jesus, and that's what you'll see. The first three passages are all Jesus, red letter words. Most assuredly, I say to you, this timeless truth, he who believes in me. Now, he's getting over right there, and he says, he who believes in me. In other words, this is written by the Lord Jesus to those that are born again. You know how you get born again? You believe with your heart, you speak with the mouth. So he says, he who believes in me, The works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Now, I believe a lot of that plays off the infilling of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit begins to move within us, this is what takes place. Verse 13, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So prayer that's offered in the name of Jesus has the the full weight of Jesus' authority behind it. Now, while we're going over here, you're going to see this is foundational prayer. You got to get these things, okay? Verse number 14. If you ask anything in my name, I I will do it. So what you're going to begin to see here is repeated, reiterated over and over the name of Jesus. Go with me to John 15, the very next book, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you, talking about in our servanthood, the way I serve, 
and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that you should bear kingdom fruit, and that your fruit should remain. Your fruit should produce fruit that's pertaining to the things of the kingdom of God. And when I begin to operate under the fruit that takes place through the Holy Spirit in my life in this, look how he ends this verse. And whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. So was he telling us this, that the fruit that pertains to our lives will open the door to prayer? I believe that's what he's talking about. But you see a little nugget here in John 15, 16. You ask the Father in the name of Jesus. This is house rules, Bible rules. If I want to be biblical in the area of prayer, which we want to be biblical, I ask the Father in the name of Jesus. Turn to John 16, verse number 23. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most surely I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Now the reason they had never asked in his name is he had already been with them. Now at this point is this is going to be, you know, when he raises from the dead and goes into heaven. And he said, so you're going to have to start asking me in the name of Jesus. Verse 24. Until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So Jesus is talking about my prayer life in relation to him, in relationship to him as Lord and Savior. Now, way, way, way back, the only one that could ask the Father anything was the priest. But now that you're born again, every one of us are priests. Every one of us are kings. Where's that? There's Revelations 1. That you're a priest in God's eyes. You're a king. So now I don't have to go to the Father. I mean, I don't have to go to the priest. You can go personally because you're born again, okay? But I've got to get a hold of what he's talking about over and over again. It's amazing. John 12, 13, 14, 15, all over and again, again and again and again. I ask the Father in Jesus' name. You've got to live by these guidelines, okay? This is prayer 101. Begin to get it. Now, go with me back into the book of Daniel, chapter 9. Daniel, chapter 9. And if you were here last week, we were in Daniel, chapters 1 and 6. We're going to go a little bit farther with Daniel. Today we'll be in Daniel 9 and Daniel 10. Now, at this point in Daniel's life, his nation is in a mess. It is a royal mess. Kind of sounds like America right now. The people have rebelled against God. They are, they are being wicked toward God. And so what I'm going to highlight here before we even get in here, when things are going bad for your life individually or even as a nation, it's very easy to become a complainer. It's very easy to ridicule. It's very easy to judge. Anybody ever done that? Yeah, I did last night. But when I begin to look at this, this guy named Daniel, he knew, I'm better off praying than I am doing griping. 
And it's almost like he's telling us, instead of spending all your energy griping and complaining about what it is, why don't we begin to pray? Why don't we begin to to use the prayers to change the situation? So in chapter 9, verse 1, we begin. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahurzus, of the lineage of the Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood the books, the numbers of the year, specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet. So what he's doing here is he begins to understand what's going on in their their time frame right then through Jeremiah the prophet. And it says that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. So what this was talking about here is that the the city of Jerusalem was held in captivity for 70 years. When this is spoken to Daniel, most believe this is year 68 of the 70 years. So it's about to expire. But things aren't good. Verse 3. Then I set my face toward the Lord God. Now I want you to think about this. I I set my face toward the Lord God. I, I believe it's very similar to that of a horse that's in a horse race that they put those blinders on them where all they can do is look straight forward. So the activity that's all around him is not gonna get him. The clutter that's all around him is not gonna get him. He sets his face toward God. Now, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you set your face toward God? Where, man, I just got focused and I just looked in the eyes of God and said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to focus on you. So he looks in the eyes of the Lord to make requests by prayer, supplications, with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Now, Daniel right here is, he's teaching us that the appropriate response to prophecy is prayer. And and he's joining his, his fasting with prayer. And it's a clear spiritual view of, of preparation for what's going to come on. This is what he's talking about. So when highlighting this verse, he prays and he fasts. But now he adds another twist to it. It's different than I've seen before. When you see the the sackcloth and ashes, that is literally repentance. So he's coming before God, not just in prayer and fasting, because I believe he realizes this. You can pray and fast all you want, but if you have sin in your life that you have never repented of, your prayers are going to go, not going to happen. So you know what he's saying? Get our hearts right. Go before God and repent. And I believe this is an insight into the teaching for every one of us right now. Do I have areas in my life that I haven't repented of? So he goes on and talks about this. And in verse 4 he says, And I prayed to the Lord my God, and I made confession, which is of my sin. And I said, Oh Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. Now, if you notice something in here, he said that God's a covenant God. God's not a covenant breaker. 
He said God's a God of mercy. But he is a covenant God and a God of mercy to those who what? Those who love him and obey his commandments. That's John 14, 15 is what that is. And so to, to live under God's covenant, man, I gotta love him, I gotta obey him, okay? Don't expect God to bless us when I don't do what he tells me to do. Verse five, now get a hold of this because this is powerful. He says, we have sinned and committed iniquities. We have done wickedly and rebelled. How did they do that? By departing from your precepts and your judgment. We quit obeying you. Now, what's interesting here is he said, we have sinned and we have committed rebellion. He didn't say, they've done this and they've done that. I begin to look at this man's openness toward God in the area of his repentance. It's easy to blame everybody else. But he stands there and he says, we've done this and we've done that. Now, I don't care what you've done in, in this life. Don't allow your disobedience or don't allow your rebellion to keep you from coming back to God, okay? I'm telling you, God welcomes us. When I have a heart that repents sincerely, that says, Lord, I'm wrong. I blew it again. And you may say, well, I blew it for the thousandth time. Well, welcome to the NFL. Who hasn't? We all have. And so don't, don't allow those things to keep you from, from God. God. God is a, a God of a second chance. We, we serve a God who still takes messes and makes miracles. And so he begins to repent. And he begins to call out to God. You know, repentance is a legal activity. And what I mean by that is anytime you repent, you come under the blood of Jesus and the legal activity is the blood of Jesus cleanses us and the blood of Jesus says, I'm forgiven legally. I mean, it shuts the devil up. I'm forgiven. Same chapter, verse 10. We have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he has set before us by his servants, the prophets. Now, one of the reasons I read this, the reason that this people is in the predicament they're in, right here. When a people, a nation, stops obeying God, man, I'm telling you, it's not good. Verse 11, yes, all Israel has transgressed your law, and it's departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we've sinned against him. Again, we, we can think that God's okay with our sin. He's not okay with our sin. So verse 11 in a nutshell says this. If you obey God, you walk in the blessing. You disobey God, you're going to fall under a curse. Interesting. So what he does, verse after verse, he just keeps repenting. I encourage you to read this and you'll see, man, he's just a heart of repentance. So same chapter, verse 20. Now, while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yes, while I was speaking in prayer, 
The man Gabriel, whom I'd seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering, which was three in the afternoon. So get this here, okay? He's praying, he's fasting, and he's repenting. Evidently, through his prayer, fasting, and repenting, he gets heaven's attention. He gets heaven's attention quickly because it said this guy Gabriel comes swiftly. Now, when I begin to read this, the Bible here says, the man Gabriel. The, the man Gabriel. But Gabriel was an archangel. Wow. So through his prayers, through his fasting, and his repenting, he gets the attention of this archangel, Gabriel. Now, if you really want to study some of the areas of, of the angels, if you were to look in Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 and 2, you would see three angels that showed up in the figure or form of a man toward Abraham, but they were angels. Where's that in the New Testament? That's Hebrews 13. It says, many of you have entertained angels and you were unaware of it. You know what I think's going to happen? When we get to heaven, man, we're going to look and think, golly, we had, we had encounters of a God kind a lot more than we realized. Now, this Gabriel is the same Gabriel 500 years later appears to a virgin named Mary. So right here off of this, man, it begins to show me through, through prayer and fasting and seeking God, the spirit realm becomes very, very active. And I still believe those things happen to this day. Keep reading. And Gabriel informed me and talked with me. Now can you, can you even picture having a conversation with not just this angelic being, but this archangel Gabriel. And so he begins to talk to Daniel. He begins to inform him of, of everything that's going on. So you know what I like to look at this as? This was interrupted prayer. God interrupted his prayer and said, I got to send this angel to him to help him understand. And so the angel begins to give him all that. Would, would any of you be against an angel showing up and doing that? I wouldn't be against it. I welcome this. Can I tell you a little bit how my mind works? I said one day, I said, Lord, I'd, I'd love to have angelic activity in my life like that. And you know what I hear the Lord in a very sweet voice say? You willing to do the things that Daniel did to get it? And you know what I said? I said, ouch, Lord, that hurt. That hurt. I believe God still moves. So he said, I have come now forth to give you skill to understand. And listen real close. Verse 23. At the beginning of your supplications, at the very moment that you begin to pray, the command went out. Man, you, you need to mark that in your Bible, okay? 
The minute he began to pray and to call out to God, it says there was a command that was given in the spirit realm. It went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. So if we go look through this vision, he begins to show him things that are going to come. But the biggest thing I can tell you about this, this is all messianic prophecy. This all points to the Lord Jesus. Everything starts funneling toward Jesus. And so this is the end of chapter 9. Now we go right into chapter 10. And I'm just going to tell you, things are going to begin to shift. But in this passage, in chapter 9 and chapter 10... I, I see three different angels and I see the Lord Jesus and we'll highlight them. We've seen one already, the archangel Gabriel. Chapter 10, verse one. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel whose name was called Belteshazzar. That was his Chaldean name. The message was true, but the appointed time was long. In other words, it didn't come just because the message had been given. There's a lot of prophecies like that right now. But the point of time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. And most point to the reason he was in mourning was because the continued reports of the state of Jerusalem. He's moved by what's going on. And when I think of the word mourning, you think of a death. So he's moved. I mean, it's, it's bothered him, the condition of Israel and the people. And so he says, three full weeks he was in mourning. 21 days. Now, if you're a note taker, get ready, okay? There's going to be some truths that will speak to you here. Verse 3. I ate no pleasant food. And when I begin to look up pleasant food, you know what it was? It was breads. And sweets, bread and Snickers, bread, cinnamon rolls, Twinkies. So he said, I ate no pleasant food. Keep reading. No meat or wine came into my mouth. So we see here, he's on a, a fast again. And, and the fast he's on is vegetables, fruit, and water again. Now look how he ends this verse. Nor did I anoint myself at all, which was fragrant lotion, till the three whole weeks were fulfilled. So when you see the food and the fragrant lotion it, it literally represented feasting and rejoicing. So he's in a state where he's not feasting and he's rejoicing. He's looking to God. He's, he's dialed in. And what I begin to look at this again, anytime that Daniel had a critical juncture in his life, he would fast and pray. I look at this as a learning to us. Man, when I'm facing a critical juncture where I, I need to hear from God, 
Man, if I would get in there and begin to fast and pray, and, and let me highlight this. This year that when me and Shelly fasted and prayed, we circled a couple things in our life. There was about five things that we circled. And when I begin to look at, at Daniel, this is why I said we circled it. He fasted and he prayed with an expectation. You know what the expectation was? God's going to do something. God's going to show up. He, he knew in the spirit realm, something happens when people fast and pray. And so I said, Lord, I'm, I'm going to live differently this time. And it, it was a different fast than I've ever been on. But there was expectation with it. He got to put some expectation with it. Verse 4. Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes, looked, and behold, a certain man. And that got my attention right there. A certain man who was clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Euphaz. His body was like beryl, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. Now, when I read this, this is one of those, what's going on, God? What's going on, God? You know who I believe this is in verse 6? I believe this is the Lord Jesus. The reason I say that, if you study the same verses in Ephesians, uh, not Ephesians, in Revelations 1, you'll see this. This is Jesus. Now, I like this. Prayer, fasting, and repentance got the attention of the Lord Jesus. Let me go another verse and I'll explain why I believe it's the Lord Jesus. Verse seven. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men who were with me, they did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. They're freaking out. Now, they didn't see the vision. This is the same encounter almost to a T that a guy named Saul had in Acts 9. And if you remember that passage, the Lord Jesus, he, uh, Saul's on his, on his way on the road to Damascus and Jesus appears. And all the men with him, they don't see the vision, but man, I'm telling you right now, it tilted every one of them. And so again, I believe at this point, this is the Lord Jesus. Verse eight, therefore I was left alone when I saw this great vision and no strength remained in me, for my vigor was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. I paused on that. And again, I, I said earlier, I, I said to the Lord, I said, why don't I have these encounters? Do you want to do what, what Daniel did to get him? If you notice right here, he's, he's not on his knees. He's, he's just like this. When's the last time you've been on your face before God? I, it stung me in a good way. It, it pierced my heart that this guy was so gung-ho on God moving 
He, he was so caught up that God would move that he said, man, I'm going to get on my face. You know what that is? That's a form of honor, but more so that's a form of the fear of God that says, man, Father God, I fear you. So everything begins to shift. Now watch what happens. Because this next one is, it's an angel, but it's not Jesus no more. Verse number 10. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. So again, we, we see this man named Daniel. He, he's in this position. This is how I fight my battles. And he's just like this this time. He's on his knees with his hands to the ground. When's the last time I've been in that position? That, that prayer posture. Do you know an empty stomach is a sign of a prayer posture? I believe fasting is a form of prayer. And so I look at all this again and again and again and I think, this guy, man, he, he is seeking God. He's looking to God. And he said to me, oh, Daniel. Now I marked that in my Bible. You know why I marked, oh, Daniel. Because heaven knew his name. Can I tell you a little insight? Heaven knows your name too if you're born again. Your name is registered in heaven. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus knows your name. Jesus doesn't look and say, hey, who's oh so and so over there? He doesn't refer to us as this. You know, the Bible said that God knows the very hairs on your head. You ones that are bald, they don't know you very well. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. He said, oh, Daniel. Look at his next statement. Man greatly beloved. In the Hebrew, you know what this says took place? This angel shows up and this angel salutes him. That's what it said. The angel saluted him like, I salute you, pal. I've seen what you've done here on earth. You're a man of God. Again, he got heaven's attention. Understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. Get up. For I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. You know, when I saw that, I stood trembling. You need something from God to get your attention. And I need a move of heaven. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel. Pay close attention, okay? This is gonna help us. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. I've come because of your words. From the first day. From the very first day he started praying. He said, I heard your words. And I've come, and if you notice what he said, I've come specifically because your words. You know what this is? This shouts to me today. Don't quit praying. Don't give up. 
don't stop. Continue calling upon the name of the Lord. And so he gives him all this information. And when he says, you humbled yourself to pray. That's 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from your wicked ways, I'll heal your land. He didn't say, if my people who are called by my name would continue to bellyache and groan and complain. And I'm looking at me, I'm telling you, anytime you point your finger at somebody, you got three more pointing right back at you. I tell you guys, it's not good for me to watch news a lot of times. I need a, I need a sponge brick so I can throw it at the TV screen. I get so angry at times. But instead of using all my energy on, on crying and complaining, why don't I just pray? I just hold on to God. So he said, from the very first day that you started praying, I came because of your words. So why am I still praying 21 days? Now, this next verse, and I'm going to end with this verse. It's going to give us great insight, not only of the process of prayer, but what's going on in the spirit realm, okay? Now watch this, verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia. Who in the crud is that? That is a high-ranking demon. And the prince of Persia is now modern-day Iran. That's where this is at. A high-ranking demon. Where's that in the New Testament? That's all Ephesians 6, verse 12. Listen real close. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. So he's given us insight. There is a spiritual battle going on around us all the time. It's never ending. And this prince of Persia, listen to this. He withstood me. He resisted me. He detained me for 21 days. The length of Daniel's prayer and fasting. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Who's Michael? It's the archangel Michael. When Michael shows up, Michael is bad to the bone, I'm telling you. When Michael shows up, there's going to be some rear kicking in the spirit realm. You want to know a little bit of Michael? Just read the book of Jude, verse 9. You'll see it. So Michael shows up. They bring in the reinforcements. So I'm reading on these lines and I'm studying on these lines. And I, I love the Holy Spirit to be invited in because he just brings back stuff to my memory. So I remember on two occasions at the Men of Iron, that there was, there was crazy good heavenly activity, angel activity. So one night after the service, and 
Many of you have been around the man who's come here who's wrote the book on being a seer, S-E-E-R, which is, um, you can find that, I believe, in 1 Samuel 9. I'm telling you, it's biblical to see into the spirit realm. That is uh, 1 Corinthians 12, the, the gift of discernment. Not everybody has this, but there are ones that have this. So he sees into the spirit realm, but when he sees into the spirit realm, it's not weird. It's not do, 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 oh my God. It's nothing like that. It's just. So one night, I'm, I'm telling you, there is a move of God and everything. After the service over, I find this guy named Kelly and said, you got to give me the play-by-play what's going on. And he said, there was so much angelic activity. And he said, but Gabriel showed up. Of course, in my spiritual mind, I said, how'd you know it was Gabriel? And he looked at me like, he's an archangel. A couple of years later, I mean a move of God. Move of God. There was some things that God began to do at the altar pertaining to the spirit of death on men. I mean, I, I, saw, I saw God move in one of the most tangible moves I've ever seen in my life. After it's over, I said, I gotta find, I gotta find Kelly. I gotta hear the play-by-play. He starts telling me, and he said, you know, he's here tonight? And I said, who? And he goes, Michael. I said, how do you know it was Michael? He said, when Michael shows up, there's thousands and thousands of angels that are warring spirits. How do you know they're warring spirits? Because they all got swords. And when I read this right here, they called in Michael. I knew what that meant for this prince of Persia. You know what that meant? You're up the creek, pal. You're getting ready to lose a limb. He came to help me. For I had been left alone with her, the king of Persia. So what I begin to see here is this. From the very first day that you prayed, I I was dispatched. Don't quit praying, okay? Don't give up hope. There there are demonic, their goal is to to withstand us. What would have happened if Daniel would have quit praying on, or, or quit praying and fasting on day 20? But he didn't. And it goes back to the the old saints, the word they would use. We got to pray through. We got to pray through. We got to pray through. James 5, 16 says, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, they'll avail much. Your prayers are availing. Just stay with it. And it's almost like the Lord's wanting to breathe on us today a couple things that some of you and there's, there's heavy resistance against you, but it's like the Lord saying, don't quit praying. Don't quit praying. Your prayers are availing. Why don't you stand up here with me? Third Sunday of 2023. We've been here on the 1st, the 8th, the 15th. And one of my prayers for, for the year of, of 2023 
is that you would keep us spiritually hungry and spiritually humble. And when I say spiritually hungry, I'm talking about that I stay hungry as a man of prayer. And I believe that's what God's wanting to do for every one of us. But I'm going to start spitting out a bunch of things that the Lord's desiring to do today. And just bow your head because I, I don't believe this, that he's going to just get one or two. I believe he's targeting every one of our hearts today. Is there areas of your life that you've not repented of? And if you've come to church here very long, you've heard me say this, repentance is the greatest daily vitamin I can take every day. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means I missed the mark. I just want to get right with God. If I'm out of alignment with God, this is the first step of coming back in. You know what? This, this may be a bold deal to do right here, but I'm going to, I'm going to follow my heart. If that's you today, just get out, walk down here. You'll see, I'll be down there with you in just a second, I promise you. I'm telling you, I've always said this from my heart. If I'm not an example to you by the way I live, I'll be an example by the way I repent. I'm not ashamed to repent. If that's you, I'm coming back in alignment today. Man, I need to get around you guys and let all of you lay hands on me. The second area is, do I need a fresh heartbeat of faith? Just doesn't seem like I have any faith right now. Thank you for responding. And I just, I just need my heart to beat again with the things of God. Just need heaven to come alive with me again today. That may be you today. I welcome you. But when it comes to fasting and praying, where are you at right now? Have you given up? Have you stopped? I believe in that situation that our God is a God who revives. And he'll stir back up not only the dreams, but he'll stir up prayer and fasting within you to say, come on, come on, come on, jump on board. And so if you need a touch of heaven in this area, I welcome you to come down. Have you stopped fighting? And the reason I say, have you stopped fighting? Because we're called to fight the good fight of faith. And our fight isn't against flesh and blood again. Man, I, I, I want to be known, when I get to heaven, I want to be known as a, as, a, as a warrior fighter for the kingdom of God. So if that's you, I, I welcome you to say, you know what, I, I could use a, a fresh touch of heaven in that area. I could use that to come upon me. welcome you. Just however God's moving. How he's touching you. I spend a lot of time in here praying. I'm telling you, there's not a day goes by when I pray that God doesn't still start dealing with my heart. And when God deals with my heart, he starts pruning us and he starts purging us. You know why he does those things? 
because he's always got a harvest in mind. And so you may be here today and right now in your life, you're avoiding something that, that's gonna cause great change if you'll go with it. And I don't know if that's in a relationship. I don't know that if it's in your job, but you're avoiding stepping out and doing what God's told you because you're afraid of change. God will work in us, but I gotta yield to him, okay? I'm gonna let him sing and you're welcome to come down here today, okay? You know what, as, as we get ready to sing, I, I welcome our prayer team to come on down. And, and people down here, let's pray with them. Let's lay hands on them, let's watch God move. Go ahead, God. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.